Welcome to the Osteo Connection, the number one podcast for osteopaths looking to expand their minds and improve their practice. I'm Kevin Longpray. I'm Jason Turnbull. And I'm Dr. Sean Landry. And if you're new here, welcome. This show is dedicated to bridging the gap between your formal education and real-world practice success. Join us every week where we share our combined 50 years of practice experience, talk tips, strategies, and interview rock stars in the business. Welcome back to the OC, the Osteo Connection. I'll be your host for today, Jason Turnbull, as always. Joined as by my, always, oh. oh in a good way, oh, as always, oh. joined by... Oh, sorry, sorry. Let him finish. Joined <laughs> by my good friends, Kevin Longpray and Dr. Sean Landry. Thank you. Sorry, Jay. Jason, okay. thank you. Thanks for being here. It's a great intro. That really was a great intro. Your best yeah. yet, I think. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. good. I feel strong now. Yeah. yeah. The what's up, everybody? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Not as strong? <laughs> no. It's okay. It's just that was... This one was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Seems more I'm you. glad to know that you've been taking notes <laughs> and like, you know... Well, we had... Some feedback? Seven meetings about yeah, it. Yeah, there's a job scorecard, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of KPIs you got to hit. And, and, and a performance review. You haven't hit any of them yet. This is your performance review. You are right on, right on task today, Sean. I know. Oh. You must have somewhere to go. I did not. No. no. <laughs> Just doodling. Yes. Very well done. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Sean is a uh, artist incognito. Master doodler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crayons. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> love He-Man. He-Man. Yeah, He-Man. All three boys in the man now, or? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Or as Justin Trudeau says. Person, man. He, he people, person. man. Yeah, he people. Yeah. He people. Not even, not even he people. Oh, no. Yeah, anyways, let's not go there. Yeah. yeah person, person, people. Yes. Yes. All right, boys. Well, today, as Sean kind of alluded to. What do you got, Jay? We're going to talk about job scorecard. Oof. Mm, yes. Wow. So a concept that uh, Kevin and I actually ran into when we did uh, EO back in the day. We did the Entrepreneur's Organization. Mm-hmm. And reading the book, which I think, Sean, you read the book anyway. Yes. By uh, Vern Harnish. Yes. Uh, scaling up. Doubt it. We looked at the cover. <laughs> and they had some good doodles inside. There was too. zero pictures in it. <laughs> I put it up to my head. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. See what you can absorb Osmosis. from that. Yeah. Osmosis. Anyway, it's something that we, of course, that uh, we did, I think, probably six, seven years ago now. Uh, and it was a concept that we honestly weren't that familiar with, right? So, yeah. so the idea of a job scorecard. So it's kind of like a checklist of, uh, kind of like a checklist of qualities that you're looking for in a job position that you're trying to fill, for a lack of a better way of describing it, right? So something that we started to create for all the positions that we were looking to fill at Vitality as the years went on. And, um, and uh, so that we can really know if the person that we're applying for, A, before we put the application out, is to see what do we want. It's yeah. to know, you know, in their define job description, the define the role properly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's neat because you're looking not only for what you're looking for, so it's a way for you to put in your core, your company's core values as a way to really add that into your into your scorecard. So if you haven't done that already, it's very important for you to go ahead and define your core values or your mission statement for your own, for your own business. Don't hit patients. Right. Exactly. Ba- like basics, that. just the basics, yeah, right? The basics. Yeah. But also it's also, it's good because it provides some clarity to the person that's applying for the job to see if this is actually truly a job that they want, that they're actually attracted to the job mm-hmm. that you're offering as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of important. Um, so yeah, so because before that time we were just kind of Flying by the radar and asking questions that we thought were appropriate for a job interview, but not really 
having any way to track it because the other benefit of a job scorecard as we'll get into is once you've created it and we've put some KPIs on it that we'd like this person, these maybe goals for this person to hit, when it is time for a Kevin, performance a review. That's a KPI. Keep pushing inward, I think. <laughs> right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Inward's right. I think yeah. inward's right. I'm not sure yeah. what keep pushing, but yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, I think it's key performance indicator. Exactly. Oh, got it. You were listening. I yeah. was listening. Good. Yeah. Even though I was making faces, I was <laughs> still listening. So it's also these job scorecards can be <laughs> beneficial. So if you have multiple people as part of your team, as part of a performance review, you can literally pull out your job scorecard in front of the person and, and go over those those goals, those KPIs. It's a great shaming exercise. Yeah. No. And, and tell them how, <laughs> they, how they either met these goals or they failed miserably. miserably. Yeah. And then they get shamed. Then they get shamed. Yes. Okay. Perfect. So, um, Sean, so... Uh, Everyone's just disappointing me. Well, yeah, okay. That's right. podcast, too. No, I don't want to talk now. <laughs> well, Sean has been very quiet so far. You, you typed in a few times. So, just what do you... So, you, you know, give me your rundown. What, what do you think is so important with this job scorecard? Um, why do you think it plays such a large role for... Um, people yes. and practices to have to, uh, to assure success. Yeah. Well, Jay, it was a very good introduction today. Like we said, coming lengthy, back, but it was yeah, good. lengthy, but good, but you did cover a lot of, Oh, there you go. You're back. You covered a lot of detail and, uh, little technical difficulties here going Seriously, on. Something happened on. with our audio, but we're still rolling. So while you figure that out, um, I think it's, it's, it's essential. Um, because again, it, it, it creates a, um, just a start, a starting point. It allows. I think the most important thing you said was uh, in this. Um, and this is going to come full circle to you know even just with with respect to like uh, a, you know you're in the acquisition process of new clients or new patients in your practice, but you're actually creating a filtration process to bring the the right person right to the interview in the first place, right? So you're not wasting time because you've actually outlined who it is you want to sit in your office. Uh, if we're talking about reception or who you want to join your team, if it's, uh, you know, uh, acquiring new uh, practice members or therapists, right? That you want to work with you. So you're really just, um, you know, uh, visualizing and, and almost conceiving this person before they even present to you. And then they have the opportunity in that process or in the, to actually, uh, filter themselves in or out. Right. So they, they'll quickly see that, Ooh, this is a place I want to be. I meet these requirements. Exactly. I'm the person for the job or they'll be, no, I'm going to move on to the next. So it's, it's, you're not wasting time. And that way they, you know, the, we, you know, what was it? Someone once said, you know, hire slow, but fire fast. So this, this is the slow hiring process that allows you to put the right person in the right seat right from the start. And you get a chance to define, like we call them a players, you get to a chance to define what your a player looks like and yep. putting it right out in the open. Yep. And you're saying, you know, if you meet these qualities, this is exactly what you're looking for. And then your, your, your chance of success, like you said, because of the cost of a bad hire, yeah. I know our numbers kind of vary a little bit, but they cost a lot of money for a new acquisition to, by the time you've trained them and brought them along that process, you're talking of thousands and thousands of dollars of yeah. possibly just wasting, wasting your time and energy and the time and energy of the, of the, uh, of your potential hire as well. Mm -hmm. It's a quick way too for applicants to get a good sense of what the culture in your business is too, yep. right? So for them also to know, well, listen, this, maybe I don't 
kind of fit into what they're trying to do or so then you don't waste as much time uh, and you're a little bit more specific with you. Again, the intent, the more specific you are about what you're looking for. It's the, not me, it's you. Right? It's not me. It is always you. It's mm-hmm. this job, right? Oh, it's not? Yeah. It's not? Huh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> oh, no, it's you. No, sorry, it's you. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> Back to you. It's a little bit me, but now that I thought about it, right. it's all of you. So like we said too, like this is something you can do for all your positions. So we've got some job scorecards for front desk help, for reception, our office manager. We've done job scorecards for the osteopath, for a chiropractor, for acupuncture. They can You can really tailor this down to each individual and each practitioner's needs or what you want from said individual. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we should go over a th- few things. So the job scorecard, how we've defined it, it kind of primarily is going to have three things that you want to look at, right? So the number one thing is you want the person's purpose for the job. Mm-hmm. So when you're creating your job scorecard, what's the purpose of the role you're trying to fill? The second thing is you want what are the desired outcomes of this person's work? So what do you what do you expect from them? What are the expectations that they need to meet uh, on a day-to-day basis for them to fulfill the needs that you need for your for, for this position? And then third is more like the KPIs, the the competencies, both technically and culturally, and mm-hmm. in your in your practice, that's that they require to execute it. So we like to define that one too, because you know our some of our core values, we're always looking at, or our company philosophy, or you know, our our core values are, you know, do they do they do they share the core values that we do on one line? But you also want to measure their productivity on top of that. And the players you're looking for, the team you're trying to build, has a bit of both, right? They're super productive. And they meet all the KPIs you're looking for, but at the same time, they fit your culture, right? They get along with people, their their ability to interact with your clients and the colleagues they work with are, you know, can be a tremendous asset to your team, or it can be a big cancer in your team, which you obviously don't want, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I was thinking that maybe we could uh, go over an example of, you know, let's say our front desk, our, our, our reception or our office manager role, and maybe share with our listeners a few things that... We're going to hang her at the dry on air? We are. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. We're going to maybe share just maybe some of the ideas so you guys get a, a, a good idea of how to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end, as well, there'll, there'll be so a... Like we'll, a we're like gonna brainstorming provide. exercise of what you're looking for? Yeah. Or? So it's just some, you know, we're going to share that with our listeners anyway. For a, for a template, we'll share a template that you guys can use for a role to fill, right? Uh, for your front desk or whatever osteopath you're trying to hire to join your team to give you an idea of what it looks like, how we make it look and how it's structured. Right? You're smiling, buddy. You want to go? You can't wait to speak. No, no. I was going to say something and I, I took the high road and I, wow. I was mature and I not did like it. You. I know. You're, you're know. growing. You're I think growing. I'm growing you up. Are. You're so mature now. I know. I know. <laughs> I read a book once and I think it's sinking in finally. Mm. Good. Yeah. Go on. I don't want to stop you. Well, I can start with you. So sure. as far as, let's say, our front desk role or office manager role, mm-hmm. um, we're going to talk about those three things. How about the first one? It's the person's purpose for the job. So what do you think we're looking for? What are you looking for for someone in that role coming to your clinic? What are some ideas that you think we these listeners can put or include on their job scorecard? Well, for the front desk, obviously, that is the first point of contact in your establishment. Mm-hmm. So yep. setting this, the tone for the experience of the patient uh, depends solely on that. You know, then it's up to us to take the ball from her and 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 follow through and do our job. But this is what sets the tone for the whole experience that person's going to have when they come to your clinic for the first time. So, yep. you know, obviously the purpose there is, you know, all about how they greet them, warmth. all about warmth. Yeah, I think of warmth, all about how they make them feel, uh, 
everything's ready to go. So, you know, they have uh, the, the, whether you're doing still paper charting or online charting, everything's been handled and done and taken care of. And, and she, she already knows, okay, this person is new. She's coming in. Uh, I'm going to make it a point to, you know, talk to her a little bit and who sent you here and, uh, and make it such that their experience here starts off on the right foot. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, front office and Jen, don't listen to this, but probably the most important role in the uh, in the company because they're literally managing so many of the day-to-day tasks. And like you said, from first point of contact, yeah. so they have to be in a good good pre, you know a good mindset, a good, like warm, inviting. Um, even even, when the, even though they get a lot of crap, Bob. exactly right. <laughs> this is the it's it's crazy, right? The, yeah. The, the service, right? Anyone's ever worked in service, right? Um, they understand how this is, but you uh, even from the moment they answer the phone, we talk about this like with a smile on their face. Exactly. You know, so um, you know, so warm, sexy voice would be good. No, no, yeah. Mm. Like, yeah those, no. You put that on Could the actual oh, okay. text but no, no. But how do they sound, right? You know, deep, deep. Yeah, <laughs> just a funny voice, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, not a funny voice. <laughs> Could be sultry, like Kevin's voice. Sultry, sultry. sultry. Yeah, yeah. That's it's was, better than sexy. I was yeah. thinking of sultry, but yeah. um, sexy people might get confused. You know? Yes, yes. But uh, warmth—that's what I always think. Uh, inviting, engaging, um, empathetic. Right. So they 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 need. There's so many different roles, yeah. and um, they're managing so many different. Uh, you know, if, depending how big the clinic is, how many different schedules there is, right? Um, well, they're the only people really yeah. think about it that they, we have to deal with seven or eight clients that we see every day. Yeah. They've got to interact with every client that every therapist sees and all the colleagues that are part of the team. Right? Yes. So you said, like, to me, it's they, they need what we call like an, I call like an affiliative personality. Someone affiliative, who is like, yeah. that gets along with people, outgoing, and just, you know, that, you know, that, that person, the party that gets along with anybody, not clicky, right? Nope. And like you said, Sean, I think smile is a big one because you can hear it through the, you can kind of feel it through the phone, that easy to smile, easy to engage, approachable. I think that's the, the big purpose for the job like is what that. you're looking for. That's what I look for is because someone that's very non-conflictive, but yet firm. You yes. know what I mean? Like doesn't seek it, but will stand their ground. Well, that, that's a good point in the non-conflictive because sometimes what can happen is in that role is people, you know, a lot of stuff happens. There's so many people that come into a clinic, right? And so you can't have someone too that, you know, their ego takes over and that they're like, well, I told you that, uh, you know, like unfortunately in the service business, mm. the client is always right. Yep. So, so we got to keep that in mind that the person that sits there mm. has, you know, to be able to handle that in that fashion that, um, okay. So actually, this is awesome. So just for, for an exercise for those of you preparing your job scorecards, this is perfect. Sit down and think of, put yourself in the patient's or the client's shoes again and think about how you'd like to be treated. But then just throw out these words, right? Brainstorm. So throw it down onto a piece of paper, throw it down onto you know a whiteboard, whatever you're using. But throw these words out when you're trying to, uh, to and we'll have, a, like I said, Jay was saying, we're going to have a template for you guys and, a, and an example. But these words, um, when you're thinking about the roles of the person you're you're looking to hire and or bring on to your team, right? So just like we're doing here, right? Exactly. You just yeah. brainstorm through it. Okay. So then moving on to what are the desired outcomes? So what are you looking for in their work? What do you what do you think that you you want from them, right? So if you hire them, what are your expectations for their job? Sean, do you want to start that off? 
So, so we know the purposes of their job. Now, what are your what are the desired outcomes that you want from this person that's working at the front desk? Yeah, so so you want them to be timely, right? Something I'm not. So you want to be on time. What? What? Oh, I blame my kids, but uh, <laughs> maybe. Well, no, maybe, you're right though. You, yeah. you should make up for sometimes yes. you know imperfections punctuality. in ourselves. Punctuality. So yeah. Punctuality. Not, not on that note. Yeah. Not to throw our old secretary under the bus. <laughs> She's who, awesome. Who still and works is still with, with us? us. Yes, yes, in another yes. capacity. Yep. But she was brutally late all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like at first, like oh my god, you know, like yeah. it was this, it was that. There was an asteroid, whatever it was. <laughs> then it was just it was a UFO. I'm just late. I'm just late. Yeah. She got more comfortable. She goes, I'm just late. Yeah. There's no yeah. reason. I'm just late. Classically, so. 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So Stephanie, which you guys will meet, Shout out is to part of our team. She is amazing. She's. Oh. Newly reformed. Well, it's funny because to to yeah to put in a quick story there when yeah. we hired Stephanie yeah. like to talk about how far you know, you come in all practices we didn't have job scorecards. No, nope. she came. She was no, with we... us for about six years in her capacity and was amazing. She was referred to us by a client of Kevin's. We interviewed her for five minutes, hired her on the spot, and she ended up being amazing. Basically, yeah. it was oh, she can speak, perfect. <laughs> no, but she was she she had the right personality, right? She was engaging. Course, yeah. She was smiling. She you know she if we would have built a job scorecard, she would have been she would have all met all things, those things. Yeah. But we didn't. We just kind of got very lucky. Yeah. But we remembered. We were very aware that the next time we had a hire, when she told us that she was going to you know go to greener pastures. Um, we knew that we couldn't, at that time, our clinic was a lot busier. It was a lot bigger and we couldn't afford to make that mistake. And that's when we made the job scorecard for our current role. Right. And then, you know, we, I remember we had probably over a hundred applicants in less than two days for that role. And, uh, and we narrowed it down to eight people to, to interview. And, you know, we got more comfortable. That was our first hire with a job scorecard. And we got more comfortable as the interview process went on and how to ask questions that we could kind of directly rate, relate back to the scorecard yeah. so that we can kind of give each candidate a rating. Essentially, that's what we did, right? Mm -hmm. But when we have now our current office manager, so sh stop listening now if you are listening, and uh, for Jen, I mean, and uh, she hit out of the park, right? Mm -hmm. we, we literally said to each other right away that, yeah, she's the one. And we joke around saying that she must have hacked into our computers and kind of stole <laughs> our job scorecard because she, she hit everything that we wanted. So, but we knew this time hiring, and she's still with us, Yes. but we knew this time. We got lucky the first time, but by creating the job scorecard, we knew this time that we had someone that fit those, those, the needs that we had for our, for our practice, yeah. which was kind of nice. Yeah. So performance, right? We're back on performance. Yeah. So what you can, yeah, exactly. Like their desired outcomes. Desired outcomes. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So again, understanding the, the objectives of the job, right? So that, that you can, um, they can hit them, right? So, so you clearly defining their tasks and their roles. Right? Exactly. I think that's the most important thing. So for receptionists, right? Defining their roles. Uh, what, do, what, do, what do you want them to do so that there's no miscommunication and or uh, tasks that aren't, uh, that aren't uh, covered? And, and again, you're going to, you know, you're going to see that these tasks may or may, you know, will evolve, right? As, as uh, the practice grows and stuff and, or things that you might have forgotten, right? Yep. Everything to do with patient care, basically, yes. and, and efficiency of, of booking and, yep. and all that scheduling. scheduling yeah. right? Managing. Which comes down to organizational. I think, <laughs> organization. yeah, organizational skills. You want someone who's very organized. I you think it's important see, to have someone who's a self-starter. Because right? Right? Yeah. once they're at that role, and we all know what it's like to be in our offices, we don't have time to manage little details and micromanage throughout the day. It's just not part of what our practice looks like. We should take a picture of our desk and try and 
get people to guess if she is an organizer. It's true. Mm-hmm. So I think organizational is big. I think type A personality like that, like that self-starter, like taking a lot of pride in what you do. I think mm-hmm. that's really important as well. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and desire, you know, the patient, the client uh, reception interactions and phone skills and, I think just the organizational part is a huge role for that because we know what it's like, right? And you've got 60, 60 clients coming through your practice every day. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that can kind of fall yeah, through the cracks. It's amazing. Organizational skills and then the people skills, right? Because you're dealing with all kinds of people exactly. in pain also, right? So sometimes whether, you know, the people intend to or not, they might be in a kind of a, a shortened... Uh, yeah, it's like the reassuring the new ones yes. and satisfying the old ones, yes. right? Yep, and, and communication skills amongst the uh, all the other therapists that work with you, and yeah. and and their ability to, to to talk with us too, what they need, what what's lacking, what's needed. We just got an email. We need this. We need that. We hear that a mm, lot. It's very a good. Lot in, very needy. Yeah, she's needy. <laughs> very needy. We should put that in there to be less needy. Less needy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A scale of one to five, you need to be about a four, and you're currently a seven. Yeah, no, sure. that's right. Yeah. Okay, and then why don't the last one? So now maybe more in Jen's defense, the clinic needs. (laughs) So the last one being more of the competencies. So this could be maybe some of the KPIs we talked about before, both technically and culturally that are required to execute it. So what are we looking for in that role? So how would you think of some KPIs that we could we could go over? Well, both technical and cultural. So what are you looking for? So you're looking for like I say KPIs as far as like keeping staff. Um, morale high through communication effectively with your staff, right? So we can kind of rate them based on, you know, feedback that we get from our staff saying, oh, the front desk has been great. They're really helping me build my schedule. Mm. Um, she's very good at giving me the time I need when I need to talk to her about certain things. She's she's flexible. She's able to do that. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that for, from, for myself individually with some of my Patients, my, my clients that I've been seeing for many years or their families, I will, you know, every so often say, I just, you know, ask you something kind of outside of your own story. I said, how do you find the experiences here at Vitality? Like, uh, what do you, what do you, what do you like? What do you like about our whole company? Not just like coming in to see me, but you know, what do you, what do you like about it? What do you think we're doing well? And what do you think we need some, some work on? Do you think there's any areas of improvement just to see? And not just about, you know, our reception, but anything in general. And I think that's some things that you can bring back to, not necessarily, no, you bring it back to the performance reviews. You can talk about, you know, oh, a few so clients so. said that. You don't say they said it, but, you know, I've been hearing through some people, this is what's going on. And that's something you can add or take away from your job scorecard. These things are flexible too, right? You can, mm-hmm. as your practice goes from a solo practitioner to 10, then quite often the needs of the people that are working with you and for you change as well. Yeah. So I think that's important as well. Um, Anything else? I think uh, so. Culturally, is like, you know, I think their ability to fit in with the clients, their ability to fit in with their with the team that you've got around you, I think, is really really important. And you can, that's going to look different based on any company you're with, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we like to have fun and keep it light and do that. So, just do they fit that mold? Do they fit that model? Mold? Do they fit that model? Right? Is that are they fun to come in and see? Are they are they are they keeping the environment that that they're kind of creating is that the flow is that the energy you want your your um, your practice to exude if you will mm-hmm. yeah definitely the the right energy is is so key right because if it doesn't fit with the rest of the crew or then that that just eventually just dies out and it doesn't really work yep so for sure to have that i think the communication thing is probably obviously the top on that list is is how they can communicate with your team is essential to it working well because when you have, start to have a lot of therapists on hand too, that's uh, that becomes a bit of an issue. You know? It's yep. it's funny. Eh? Looking back, we can literally count on the 
on our hands the number of times we've had like you know sticky situations with different patients with respect to our front office staff right like there has very few there hasn't that many I, knock on wood yeah. exactly knock on wood other than that one death threat that was <laughs> yeah. nothing and the fire and the fire <laughs> right well arson right. Yeah. and the ghost in the basement mm. And the slashing of tires. <laughs> so there's a few. <laughs> no, we're just but other than that, <laughs> or when we got robbed. Twice. Oh, yeah. That, Twice. That was, but that was, yeah, that was, there that was, was the no, old place. Yeah, that was the old place. That's, right, that before she, that's right before she got the new jacket, I think. <laughs> it was. Yeah. And then she left. Yeah. When she went on vacation for two months, right? No. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think another thing might be. Um, uh, technically you can look at too is, and we've had this talk earlier on, actually, it's probably with our first receptionist about, you know, we don't want to go more specific to numbers is like number of drop calls, response rate. That's yes, the stuff yeah. I ask for my clients too. Like, so how do you find like when you call in and oh, time, yeah. the time management and, and the calling process? Well, you know, no one ever answers the phone or they don't call me back. Like that's the stuff I'm looking for yes, as well. Very good. Uh, I look at emails quite often in the morning. Kevin and I are here yeah, before, return, before return. anyone. So we <laughs> all look at the email list and just see how many emails return rate. I just look, quickly, not that I'm micromanaging, but just to make sure I'm not seeing emails saying, I emailed you three days ago. You're looking under the hood, Jay. I am. Yeah. 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 But just to look, right? Those are kind of some of the technical stuff you can look at. Particularly if you've had issues in the past, you you want to make sure those are covered, right? Yeah, patient callbacks, recalls. Exactly. That they're getting taken care of. You can see missed appointments. Now with our scheduling, right? But you're right. uh, You know, missed appointments. Double booking. Exactly. Simple things that definitely worth noting but but those are technical things you can put on a job yeah. scorecard yeah. right you want to reduce you can look at um um oh, what's the number the, the term i'm looking for so um your accounts receivable so yeah. when you've got you know so payments. much money out and it's not coming back in so tracking payments depending on where you're working sometimes you have insurance companies you're dealing with you have to call them to make sure you're being yeah paid that bills are being paid you don't want a huge accounts receivable that they can work on that and, mm-hmm. and play focus on that i think that's huge because you can't just let it build up you've right. got to reach out if uh, same clients come three times and they're if they owe three bookings and they haven't paid then that yeah. conversation has to ensue that they call and say listen you haven't paid for your final three in order for you to come to the next one you've got to you know you've got to pay so you your dues they have to be a lo- loan shark right they have to yeah, be, yeah. like threatening threatening, like threatening. Yeah, yeah. yeah intimidating yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> Intimidating yet yet approachable. Yet approachable. Yeah. Not yeah. scary yet nice. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's good. But I think those are some of the technical issues that or technical not issues. The technical things you can put on, more like tangible, objective things that you can kind of yeah. grade or rate, if you will. So I think that's important to have on your scorecard as well. And it's also at the end of the day when you do your performance review, that's what you can talk about. Yeah. Listen, we've noticed that you know, the, the, the drop calls are not happening anymore. You know, we're, we're doing whatever. Our accounts receivable has fallen by 15%. That's fantastic. Keep that going. You know, there's a multitude of ways you can measure that and then and then provide feedback. And yeah. it also makes them feel like, you know, they're working towards something and they can see that their work is valued, right? I think that's really important. Mm. Good point. That's Anything awesome. else you'd like to add? No, I think... Uh that was pretty good. Good summary there, J-Bone. Yeah, okay, perfect. So that's it. Prepared. So, yeah. Well, I think that's it. Just uh, if you haven't already, take the time to to create job scorecards for all the roles in your in your in your practice. Um, it'll help you in the hiring process. Might prevent you from from hiring the wrong person and costing you do it for yourself too. Time yeah. and energy, yeah, for mm-hmm. for your clinic and for the for the applicant. Um, it's your best your best. I think it's your best way of possibly landing an A player, someone who's really going to provide a lot of benefit and value to your practice as it continues to grow and evolve. And remember to add in those three things. You want to you want to you want to assess the person's purpose for the job. 
you want to uh, measure the desired outcomes of this of their work and then their competencies both technically and culturally that are required to execute it awesome john you where can, can people find us buddy hit us up osteomentorship.com the osteo connection podcast um as as always this week there's a also a download available so you can head over the link will be in the description and uh yeah it's going to be a template in the pdf uh, explaining this thing the competencies with, and, with and, some drawings yeah and some jay, jay yeah. stick man and jay's uh we'll, we'll type it up yeah jay was gonna <laughs> chicken yeah, scribble it but uh mm. yeah we figure we'll type it up for you uh leave us a five-star review or not but uh, you know, share with friends. Share with your friends, we will colleagues. Shame you if you don't. And uh, like we just said, we've, we're expanding our um, LinkedIn profiles and our connections on there. So hit us up, find us on LinkedIn. You can interact with us there. Uh, anyways, we love hearing from you guys. We appreciate all your help, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Take care, everybody. Ciao. Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope you learned something, or not. And if you haven't already, subscribe here to the Osteo Connection wherever you're listening. And hey, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And if you're still listening at this point, thanks, Mom. And if you're offended how much we've made fun of Jason, tune in next week and be sure to share with a friend.